welcome back to the Variety Release, the show that no one asked for. I'm your host, Marianne. And I'm Madison. And we're back again this week doing another silly little thing that we thought would be fun. Maybe a little bit stressful. Definitely (laughs) annoying. Tiring. But nevertheless, it was very silly. It was silly and it was goofy. It was very goofy. And Madison, would you like to elaborate more on what we did this week? Yeah, so this week, Mary and I got together and we watched The Greatest Showman featuring Hugh Jackman back to back to back to back to back. So we watched The Greatest Showman five times Mm -hmm. in a row, no stopping, no breaks, just to test our sanity, I guess. I don't know what we were thinking. I think we thought it would be a funny haha to see if we would lose our minds. And then it was nine hours. It was nine hours straight back to back to back to back. I lost count of the backs. So I would too keep many. going. Yep, there's too many backs. But yeah, it was definitely an experience. It's something I never want to do again. <laughs> Preface, we both hate this movie already, which is why we were talking. We were like, we should just watch a movie multiple times in a row, see how it goes, just to see if it will break us or not. And we were on... Disney Plus looking at movies, and I saw The Greatest Showman, and I went, Mads, I hate this movie so much. And I said, okay, that's the movie we're going to watch five times. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So that's how that conversation went, but you hate that movie too, right? Yeah, I hate it. (laughs) I don't think the songs are good. I don't like Hugh Jackman's voice. The plot's boring. It's not a good movie. And so, of course, naturally I go, let's watch this a million times in a row, unstopped. Just to test ourselves, because I'm stronger. I'm stronger than The Greatest Showman. You're stronger than The Greatest Showman now? I'm The Greatest Show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you said you were going to use that pun I'm sometime. The Greatest Show. Is, this is The Greatest Show. Is this just your goal now, to just slip in, I'm The Greatest Show? Yeah. As many times as possible? Okay. Well, just throughout my life, I'm going to see how many times I can say, I'm The Greatest Show, or just apply it to anything. It's my I, catchphrase. I was going to say, I would do that, but I don't want to think about this movie any more than I already have yesterday. We're watching it again tonight. I forgot about that. Coming over, we're doing the whole thing. We're doing the whole thing over again. (laughs) Whole process all over again. Five times. But this time, we're going to watch it six times. And then we have to, like, build on it. Exactly. So there's going to be, like, the end of this week on Friday. It's just going to be us watching The Greatest Showman, like, 24 hours straight. (laughs) We watch it, like, 12 times in a row. I think I might lose it if we did that. I don't know... If I would know what to do with myself. Because we watched it five times. And honestly, we didn't go as crazy as I thought we would. But if we watched it a sixth time, I was thinking about this this morning, I genuinely think I would have cried. Yep. I was on the verge of crying the fifth time we did it at the very beginning. Were you actually? I was. And that was when we stopped talking because we both were so done. And I was sitting on the couch and I was like almost in tears. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I think that was about the time when I started falling asleep and I had to like move around. I had to do a lap. Mm -hmm. So you almost fell asleep and I was almost in tears. I was like, I can't do this anymore. It was just like, we didn't go insane. I think we just like lost hope in the world and in everything the world's a much darker place this morning i woke up this morning and i just i realized there's nothing to live for if i can't be part of the greatest show we'll get you in the circus we can do (laughs) that's actually what we're doing next time we're going to the circus no i'm applying for circus school and then you're gonna go and watch me at the circus perfect so what act are you gonna do Ooh, i feel like i could be trusted around fire i don't (laughs) 
I could be like, you know, like when they juggle like the bowling pins with fire. Yeah. That's going to be me. I'm okay. going to come back from Christmas break. Yeah. And I'm going to be juggling in the circus. You better be or else I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> I'm going to see and I'm going to go, okay, let's see the juggling. Let's see the juggling. And you're going to go on it. On it. Done. Yeah. I will be kicked off the show if I don't know how to juggle by then. I'm going to stop being friends with you. I'm not <laughs> going to talk to you anymore. I'm going to go into your place of work and say, hey, Marianne's a liar. She can't be trusted. So I'm ruining your career. I think my career has already been ruined at Pioneer Village. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know if there's much more progression in right. my career now that I can reach. I didn't tell you this. When I got home last night, like, as I was, like, getting into bed unwillingly or un like aware subconsciously I started singing the greatest showman like I crawled into my bed and went this is the greatest and I went I stopped myself and I went what am I doing what's wrong with me I have another confession for you oh no (laughs) last night I get home um and me and my roommate Morgan who actually ended up watching four of the movies with us Mm -hmm. We started listening to The Greatest Showman again. No. Yep, we put it on our TV, and we started listening to it, and then I woke up this morning, and I started listening to The Greatest Showman. That's crazy. Yep. Why would you do that to yourself? It, well, last night, it was because, it was because it was like a silly haha moment last night. Right. Which is why we did it. This morning, I listened to Tightrope five times on repeat. Okay, I was going to say, Tightrope's a good song, yes. until you said it five times on repeat. Yep. I was getting ready this morning, and I just was listening to Tightrope. Let me listen to the saddest... That's crazy. Listening to the saddest song on the track and Phoebe Bridgers. But the thing is, that's what I listen to on a daily basis. That is true. So I wonder if it was like, it's a ballad, and that's why (laughs) I was like, it's my favorite song in the movie, because I love sad ballads. Probably. That's... You said that halfway through. You're like, oh, this song's so sad. I love it. (laughs) I love this song. I love this song. It's so depressing. Oh, this is my favorite song in the whole movie because it's so sad. It makes me almost cry, but it's okay. It's my favorite song possible. Her husband's cheating on her. What a good song. <laughs> so, oh, we should probably explain The Greatest Showman. Oh, God. I don't, e- like, I don't even know where to begin. It feels like such a fever dream concept. It was. It was a fever dream. So, The Greatest Showman, if you haven't heard of the acclaimed movie featuring Hugh Jackman... Zac Efron and Zendaya. Which, good for you, because I would take anything back to not have seen this movie. It was a great movie, I don't know what you mean. Mm. I lost a piece of myself that day. (laughs) It follows P.T. Barnum, who was a circus man. Horrible man. Horrible person. Hey, did some not great things. But it just follows him, making a circus. And that's it. That's the entire thing. It's how he's greedy and enjoys the circus, but it's a musical. And there's that like weird side plot where he ends up like emotionally cheating on his wife yeah which we talked about and like it didn't have to be added because like it didn't even happen in real life no it wasn't true so because in the movie they're like oh there's this swedish opera singer and she's in love with barnum and she like makes a move on him hey that didn't happen that didn't happen hey he actively hit on her and she said "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh which it's another thing. I love how the director decided to, like, villainize the woman yeah. in this scenario, even though Barnum is a horrible person. Yep. It just, I feel like it really becomes a full circle moment when you realize this man was a horrible person and now another man is glorifying him and making him seem like this hero. She said, 
examining <laughs> archetypes and characters. I, I have to make up for the fact that I didn't realize they were at the beach in the beginning of the movie. That's insane! And then at the end of the movie, she was back at the beach. There's this moment when they're kids, and they're talking about their future together on the beach, but I didn't pay attention to the beginning of the movie because I didn't want to acknowledge that we were watching this movie. <laughs> so it took our third watch through, and he meets her at the beach again at the end of the movie, and they like reconcile their relationship and stuff. And I go, oh my god, that's a callback to the beginning <laughs> of the movie. And Matt's just looked at me and went, how did you not notice this before? To be fair, I think both of us blocked out so much because the first watch through, we were so angry because I got to your place at 9 a.m. And we were so angry that we were doing this. We were angry and sleepy and annoyed and just didn't want to do this. Yeah. Should we go through our progressive watches? Because I know you wrote an individual letterbox review for each one. Some of them are like goofy, silly, haha, though. All of mine are goofy, silly, haha. I can go through. Do you have reviews, too, for each of them? I have jot notes of just my thoughts. Because I have my letterbox reviews, and then I also have a list of jot notes. I think most of them I made during the third movie. Yeah. But they kind of relate to the whole thing. The third movie is when we lost it the most. That was our breaking point, because your roommate looked at us and went, you have, like, a high right now, like, for watching these movies? You're about to crash. Like, you're about to come down. She was right. She was right. By the fourth movie, for the first half, we were, like, (laughs) nonverbal. We didn't say anything. We didn't sing along. We were done. What was your first letterbox review? Or your notes or whatever? My first review was just basic because I said, well, I gave it two and a half stars. Okay. And then I said, the start of Mads and I's hellscape for the (laughs) next eight hours. Yeah. So I think this watch through, I just didn't write anything because I was so annoyed at the fact we were watching this. And I hated the beginning of the movie. It's so bad. I didn't mind some of the songs in the beginning, like the middle of it, and I didn't realize that some of the songs weren't horrible because I, oh, I was hearing them for the first time again, yeah, for like the first time in a couple years. So, I was a little bit optimistic actually. I think it was the opposite for me. My notes are bad. I don't want to be doing this. The first fifteen minutes are so bad. Some <laughs> of the songs actually go crazy, but Hugh Jackman is the worst part of it. And that was my notes for the first one. That was it. Because it was so bad. It was so bad. I think the other thing that I noticed in our first watch, and I couldn't stop thinking about it for the rest of the movies, was the train CGI at the end. Uh. When he's, he's running to this train station, and it's the worst CGI I've ever seen in a movie because they don't even have the train he's running to on a moving platform. It's just still. Like, the set yeah. is just still. And they're like have the green screen moving in the background, so it looks so goofy. It looks so bad. And I couldn't stop thinking about that. Every time we watched that sequence, I just got so incredibly mad at how bad the production design was for an eighty-four million dollars. Eighty-four million dollars. Yep. And you had that CGI. Yep. It looked like it was like the first rendering of what they wanted the background to look like. Like they had another version, but they didn't input the right one into the like when they were editing it i i was going to say the editor definitely messed up and put the wrong version in because there's no way someone put that in the movie didn't rewatch it and go ahead hey this is this is a good hey this this is bad we have to talk to their i don't know who produced this movie but i'm i need to talk to them they need to have a stern talking to i want to know what other things they've produced i looked up the director i couldn't find anything else that he directed that makes sense keep 
probably didn't have a career after this. I was so confused. Nothing before this, nothing after this. And I, hey, I could be wrong, but I believe it was just the greatest showman, which is crazy. Imagine he wanted to become P.T. Barnum and <laughs> had this. No, listen, listen, hear me out. No, I'm hearing you. He had this realization when shooting this movie that he could be doing a lot more with his life because he was witnessing this young man grow into this amazing circus master. Um, You know, he had a little bit of slip-ups, was definitely racist, ableist, a cheater, you know, all the fun little bad things a person could be. But this director went, hey, this man is inspiring. I could fix him. I could fix him, and I'm going to start a circus in his name. And that's where the director is right now. I hope so. I hope he's doing a circus right now. A love story for the ages. (laughs) I'm so tired, dude. I'm so tired. Because we watched The Greatest Showman yesterday five times in a row. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, okay, now let's record this the next day. So we're still fresh in our insanity. Yep. But we're just tired. I... I was going to say, I feel like we're both just more exhausted because of the decision we made instead of being insane. Would you do this again if it was a different movie? It depends what kind of movie. It's another movie musical. Don't get it wrong. Okay, because I think we would actually go insane if we watched just a regular movie five times in a row. Yeah. Because I've had to watch clips on repeat for class and even that, like then I can't watch them more than like three times or I lose my mind. That's fair. But if it was a movie musical, I it depends which one, because I feel like I don't hate a lot of movie musicals. I think the music is what got us through a lot. Yes. Because a lot of it was actually pretty good, but we would also look forward to it being like, oh, the good song's coming <laughs> the good up. The good song's coming up right Or we, like, tracked the end of the movie with the songs going, how many songs do we have left? So I think that was a saving grace, honestly, because that's when we got our energy back as well, if anything. Well, even the last time we watched it, we weren't talking to each other for the first part because we no. were so tired. And then the instant it hit the middle with, like, a bunch of good songs back to back in a row, yeah. we just started singing them. Yeah. So. We got really hyped for the last song because we knew we were, like, there. We were done. Over and it was done with. I think I clapped at the end. I think I got so excited that I stood up and I clapped when we were finished. No, you did. I fully <laughs> remember. You, you jumped up and started clapping. I think I went to you and I was like, Mary, we did it. We did it. We did it for free. That was one of the grossest things. I hated it. I actually have a note about the singing and I was trying to find (laughs) it. But I feel like this was exposure therapy in a way. Yes. Because the more we watched this, the more I felt like I was programmed to sing the songs. And I feel like I tolerated the songs even if i didn't like them that much Mm -hmm. i tolerated them because it was like a conditioned response in me to be you pavloved yourself yes i did (laughs) this was like a psychiatric experiment Mm -hmm. and i exposed myself to this movie i hate and now i don't hate it as much as i did yeah i still don't like it i still want to watch it again as we were watching it though we both agreed it got better as we went on at least after like the second and third watch were pretty good. Because it's such a goofy movie, and you get that, like, expectation. This is just a silly, goofy movie. Yeah. And it's like, hey, hey it's just silly. We're going to sing some songs, we're going to be in a circus, and we're going to have a good time. It's not a good time. It was not a good time. <laughs> I wanted nothing more than to stop watching the movie. And every time we got to the end, 
You would have to go. Okay, rewind it. Rewind it. Okay, right go now. back to the start. <laughs> the first time I couldn't even rewind it. I had to make you do it for me. Yeah. So what's your second review? I think my second review was that it was better, but okay. Yeah, somehow better than the first watch. Actually enjoyable. <laughs> I said, I don't think we're gonna go as crazy as we thought. And I wrote down my favorite song. And I wrote down something else mean about Hugh Jackman. I said, I think Hugh Jackman is actually the worst part of this movie. I also feel like this upcoming rewatch might break me. Let's see. Oh, so it was opposite. Yep. Because I said, I don't think we're going to go as crazy as we thought. You said, no, this is it. I was, no, I said the next one's going to yeah. break me. I was like, I can't, no, definitely won't. Did it break you? That was the one we went insane, so I think it did. Just a oh, little bit. Oh, yeah. I think a piece of me died. That is the one where we were both really into the movie mm-hmm. for no reason. And we would call out each shot. <laughs> he fully was the worst part of this movie. No, he definitely was. He couldn't sing. And he was better in Les Mis. Yeah. And that's... I've brought this up multiple times. I don't like the Les Mis movie. Wrong. Only... Okay, only because I don't like the editing in the movie and it ruins it for me. I'm not a film kid, so the editing doesn't bother me. <laughs> but he was better in that movie that I objectively don't like that much. I mm-hmm. like it better than The Greatest Showman. Yeah. But I still don't like it that much. And he was awful in this. Well... It was his voice that irked me, and it's because he was just not doing a good job of covering up his accent while he was singing specifically. Mm-hmm. That's I, what was so bad about it, for me at least. I was going to say, I think this was also the rewatch where I realized I hate the opening sequence. It's so bad. Wait, when he does the, this is the greatest show, like the first time? No, it's when it gets to the end of him singing. And it shows him as a kid looking uh, at their rich clothes. And it made me so mad because the way they cut it, it makes it seem like he's dreaming of this situation when he's a kid. Right. And he doesn't even think about opening a circus until he's like in his 20s and he gets fired. Mm-hmm. And it just made me progressively matter each time we watch this movie because it makes no sense that he was like dreaming of like this big circus thing and like he was going to be on this big deal and then he just never even thought about it till he was old you did bring it up each watch you were like this doesn't make sense yep. i don't get it yep it made me so mad because i know i get to it was like a flashback to him like as a kid and him like when he was older mm-hmm. it's just the way they did it it makes no sense whatsoever to me. Right. Another movie fatal flaw, but... <laughs> You're keeping tracks. So you cinema sinning this movie. <laughs> I, I thought about actually watching the cinema sins for this movie afterwards. I think I would have cried. If I had to watch any more Greatest Showman stuff that day, I think I would have lost it. And I saw TikToks that day. What? I saw Greatest Showman TikToks. I saw a lot of Zac Efron TikToks for whatever reason. And it irked me. I was so upset. That's interesting because I didn't see any. What? No. Why did I get all of them? (laughs) I was going to say, this is purely a you thing. I didn't get to see any of these ones. I'm disappointed now. I want to see these. I'm disappointed. (laughs) I don't want to be watching these. (laughs) That's like a punishment. No, I had nothing on mine. Maybe it's because you voluntarily listened to The Greatest Showman later. And yeah, the universe was like, well, we'll give her a break on this one. (laughs) We'll cut her some slack. I also have for this watch that the Jenny scenes make me so mad. The worst part of the movie. That plot, the Jenny plot is like the cheating plot line. And it's so boring. 
and I don't care about it. Yep. And we both agreed that it's the worst part. Of we got mad whenever she came on screen. It's just unnecessary. And even yeah. if they wanted to show their relationship together, since it's not like she was just a character made up for the movie. Right. He made advances on her. She didn't make advances on him, which is why it also didn't make much sense to me either because it became such a big deal later on that he cheated and he did emotionally cheat on her like there's no denying that Mm -hmm. at all but she kisses him yeah so that's why i was like it would have been better if they actually stuck to what happened instead of trying to make him seem better than it was i think they just did that because he's the protagonist of the movie so they have to make him likable or like redeemable at least but accuracy wise he's a horrible person yep (laughs) and horrible she doesn't even sing in the movie, and you can tell once you know it's her lip syncing. Yeah. And it's so awful to watch. And her character's just so bland. There's nothing there. There's nothing to her character. No. She adds nothing. And then she gets mad that she's being treated like one of the acts when it was you established that she literally was his act. Hey, you're on tour. Yep. You're an act, Be Jenny. Be professional. Know your place. Exactly. She's not professional. No. She can't sing. Her, well, I mean, like, the actual person who's not the actress can't sing. But I'm taking it as the point. Like, she can't sing. She brings nothing to the table. Jenny wouldn't make it into my circus. And that's what I have to say about her. Yep. Jenny was not part of the greatest show. So, Mm -mm. Jenny, better do better. Yeah. My third watch, I just looked at my notes for it. The first thing, I think I love this movie. (laughs) I think I love this movie. Jenny is so irritating. I like this movie now? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm tired. And then what my favorite song for that watch was. You have favorite songs for each watch? Yeah, because it changed throughout. Really? Yeah. The first watch was Come Alive, I think. Okay. It was the bar song in Come Alive. No, that was the second watch. Sorry. First watch was Come Alive. Just Come Alive. Third watch was The Greatest Show. And then, yeah. Interesting. I have, like, an established tier list, and that's Whoa. it. It just never changed my top three, I don't think. To be fair, my, like, favorite song for each one was just the same three rotating each time. That's fair. Do you want to know my review for the third movie? I feel like it's going to be very different from mine. It says, Justice for Dog Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? I have points. Okay. But that was, like, the main review. Got it. Because I feel like Dog Boy really just made me feel at home. Didn't get enough screen time. No, he should have had more screen time. He should have had more than one line, too. This was also the movie I talked about how I would change the wishing machine to make it better. Yeah, you would change, like, the way they introduced one of the props in the movie. And well, I thought be- it was cool. Because they they have this wishing machine, and... Basically, it's just um, the wife wishes for their happiness to stay, like, the way it is. The daughter wishes for, like, ballet slippers. (laughs) (laughs) And the other daughter wishes to marry Santa Claus. Smart wish. Best wish that she possibly could have come up with. I don't see anything wrong with it. Get all the presents you want. Exactly. Would it be every single day of the year? Christmas is now every single day. Day. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, you could either go that way or you could be, like... And bigger Christmas. But then he wouldn't be home for Christmas. He wouldn't be home for Christmas. He'd be home for 364 days of the year. Right. Except for one. Well, maybe like 363 yeah. time zones. Yeah. You know. That, yeah, that's fair. Pretty, wow, that's so upsetting. Deal. Oh, yeah. right. Pretty good deal. <laughs> Pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. 
interesting. I was saying it would have made more sense if like the wishing machine was broken and that's when everything bad happens with like Jenny and he loses a bunch of money and a lot of things shift within their family dynamics. And it would have been just like a cool little device, especially since it is a kids movie. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have been as like far fetched or just grave mm-hmm. in the situation to be like, hey, I'm because especially this final song, he's like, I'm just gonna run home and fix things. Yeah, like he should have like fixed the wishing machine and then brought that to his kids so his kids could forgive him. And mm-hmm. then he goes to the beach and finds his wife, and it would have been so much better. Yeah, and that is how Sue sees it. <laughs> And that's why you're in film. Yep. <laughs> exactly. This movie broke me, man. Because my next review for the third watch, drastically different from, or sorry, my review from the fourth watch, I don't know if that's what I said or not, <laughs> is drastically different from okay. the third watch. Okay. But wait, what are your other notes for the third one? I have the Napoleon thing, because that made me incredibly mad, too, whenever we watched it. Mm-hmm. Because Napoleon is played in this movie what do you mean he's played in this movie? No. Like, they dressed the guy up in the movie as Napoleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his, like... I don't know. That part of it was confused. Sorry, go ahead. Like, I was just confused, because I get why they did it, because it's the whole joke that, like, Napoleon was this extremely short person, but he's not. You said he's 5'7", five, 5'8", five, mm-hmm. and then they just had this little person dressed up as Napoleon in the movie and it made no sense to me yeah that was weird when they introduced the character his name is charlie when they introduced him the idea was like pt barnum said some crazy stuff to him first of all he's like hey people are already laughing at you might as well get paid for it yep that's crazy crazy but then he was like oh maybe i shouldn't have said that actually he says something about like being a general or like being a soldier or something like that and that's what makes this guy come around to doing it so i don't know it was just so weird. Some of the choices in the movie, I went, what were we thinking? Like the Zendaya Zac Efron shot? What? When, when she's on the trapeze. Oh. <laughs> My least favorite shot in the movie. When they hold two characters looking at each other for ten seconds for no reason. It should have been a lot shorter because it's not like I hated it. Like, it was a cool concept. Hey, I hated it. No, but like, give me up. If it was a lot shorter, Mm -hmm. it would have been a little cute because it would have been like a short little three-second thing. Oh, my God. They're in love. Yes. And then we move on from it instead of them staring at each other for like 10 seconds straight each and it's all in slow-mo and it makes no sense. And it was painful to watch each time we watched this movie. Like every time that happened in the movie, I would get angry and I would say, cut the scene shorter. (laughs) Cut the shot shorter. It doesn't need to be this long. It just feels awkward watching, like, as a viewer, them holding eye contact for so long without saying anything. It's just, it made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. It was, like, uncomfortable, almost. It was so uncomfortable. I hated it. I hated the whole movie. Which takes me to my... I was gonna say, you just said you liked this movie. Yeah, but that takes me into my next review. Okay. Okay. Hardest watch yet. No talking for the first half. <laughs> the bar scene really snapped me back to showman energy. I could be a showman. I want to be a showman. You want to be a showman? No, I was just losing it. I am a showman. Okay. I have a circus. You have a circus? Yeah. Can I become part of your circus once I learn how to juggle? Nope. Oh. It's only me. 
this is the end of our friendship. It's a one-woman circus show, and we sell out every night. To who? Your imaginary friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the voices. It's the voices. They're the other acts. <laughs> I have one voice who's like a bear in a tutu <laughs> doing like turns. I hope you know I'm picturing you in your room by yourself, just <laughs> standing in front of the mirror, just <laughs> pretending to put on a show. Pretending to be in the circus. Yes. That's what Someone I knocks on my door. Like, don't come in here. Wait, no, wait. I have to get through this act first. <laughs> We're going to have an intermission. Give me five minutes. <laughs> the ringmaster hasn't come out and tamed the lion yet. You throw peanuts at yourself. <laughs> what was your fourth review? I definitely lost it, too. Yep. I went, this is a movie. <laughs> it's definitely a movie. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I lost it at this point. Yeah. This was also when I talked about how this movie reminded me of how I think Christmas in America feels. You said it reminded you of how growing up in America feels. And then I went, it's yes. cr- no, it's giving Christmas. Yes. And I said it's giving Christmas only because it snowed once during the movie. It was just such an American movie. And I mean, yeah. it was taking place in America. It very much was the American dream. It was. Of like, you start out poor and you build up to like this life you've always wanted. This movie is also unethical crazy unethical and i think it really hit me this fourth watch to be like i can't believe they're showing kids this movie especially since they just never elaborate more on the way that these people were treated back then yeah it's very much brushed aside to be like oh but it's okay because they joined the circus and they found family together and they love doing what they do that's the thing they didn't talk in the movie enough about like the actual disrespect and like discrimination these people Mm -hmm. faced because pt barnum first of all he commodified people either with disabilities or people who were different in any way but only saw them as that only saw them as like a cash cow and didn't care about them as people which was crazy and i wish they had talked more about that in the movie well because i think it was brought up briefly like his exploitation when he was finding these people yeah and then it's just never addressed again because it's a whole it's the jenny plotline once again where it's like Oh, but he's on tour right now. He can't handle the circus. He's not here to deal with it. And it would have been so much better if they actually went into depth about the way that Barnum treated them or the way that society treated them more and just gave us more depth that way. Yeah. Because it felt so empty. Like, you have such an important topic you could be speaking about. And I get, too, it's supposed to be, like, a fun, like, Mm -hmm. family-friendly movie musical. But at the same time, you'd think they'd want to explore this more in depth yeah. for kids to realize and be like, hey, this is something that happened, like, just an educational thing. Yeah, because throughout the movie, the idea was, like, oh, when you're talking to kids, usually a lot of the time it's, like, people are different sometimes, but that doesn't mean we treat them any mm-hmm. differently. Hey, this movie was the exact opposite, opposite message. It was, yeah, people are different sometimes, and we should treat them that way. Because they enjoy being treated differently. Because then they find, like, a family. And they a find a family. family. together. And that was the end of the movie. It was, oh, yeah, we don't care. We have a family. We have a home. Yes. It was so rushed at the end because they just go up to him at the end of the movie, and they're like, hey, we know you're a bad person. We know you have done horrible things, and we don't necessarily like you, but it's okay. You can continue to treat us like garbage because we found a family together and we want to sing about going home. It's, I need to talk to the director of this movie. 
I need to. The director was probably blacklisted from Hollywood after He's this. too busy running his circus now. That's, no, you're, you're right. I'm, I don't know if I would ever watch this movie again. Genuinely. I don't think I could either. I would have a f- as a funny haha moment, but I don't even know if I could sit down or watch the whole thing. I start it and then not finish it. I think if I was with people and they wanted to watch it, I don't think I would be opposed, which makes me so upset, which is so angering to me. Because it's such a horrible movie. It's so bad, but my brain conditioned me to like it to get through these five (laughs) watches. It's the thing where you just conditioned yourself to liking these movies because you had to get through it. And then we just blocked everything out. I could not sit down and tell you the exact detail by detail what happens in this movie. I couldn't. Because I just blocked it out because I don't want to think about it right now. Like, if you came to me and said, Madison, storyboard The Greatest Showman, frame by frame. frame Really? It's not leaving my head. I blocked it out completely. I could not tell you the exact details. I envy you. I envy you. <laughs> I'm going to be doing like my assignment later and I'm writing about whatever it is and then suddenly it just turns into the greatest showman script and it's just this line and then this line and it, my prof looks at it. She's, she's lost it. It's just, it's, you, they get the turn it in report that all of it is plagiarized <laughs> but it's because it's the greatest showman script. Your prof emails you, hey Madison. <laughs> so I noticed your assignment is the greatest showman script. Just a bit confused. I don't know if this one be a joke or if you did this on purpose. Just a little confused right now. Anyways, here's the number for the wellness center. <laughs> what is your last review? <laughs> um, I'm free. I would watch it again. I think I liked it, but parts of it were still bad. Okay. Which I think I stand by. Okay. What was yours? Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that it? I also have my jot notes, Mm because this one, I also, I know I really took the time to explore Barnum as a character. The savior complex was really present in this one. This man had a huge white savior complex. Mm -hmm. I just can't fathom the fact that they tried to make this horrible person into a protagonist, and they still failed to make him likable. What were they doing? What was the idea? I understand. There's also too many slow-mo shots. There were so many slow-mo shots. It's like the cinematographer learned um, <laughs> that they have the function on their camera to turn mm-hmm. it slow-mo. And there was just so many of them because they thought it was like the greatest, the greatest, the greatest show, show in the world. <laughs> and they're like, we're just going to slow-mo everything possible now. A lot of it was slow-mo. I think we would have cut like 20 minutes of this movie if it wasn't in yep. slow-mo. But some of the transitions were actually pretty cool. Like, some of the transition cuts, Honestly, a lot of the cinematography wasn't bad, necessarily. It wasn't horrible. That's the thing, because the cinematographer was not the issue. It's yeah. the directing. Yeah. The directing was horrible in this movie. And the script. The script was awful, too. But I was going to say, like, the s- costumes weren't bad. The costumes were... Kind of, they kind of ate that. They kind of did eat that. The choreography was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, the choreography was, was so, so good. good. It scratched this part of my brain. <laughs> Whenever I started to go a little crazy and a song came on, if there was good choreography, I was fine. I was yeah. fine. It snapped me back. And I would even argue, like, some of the set and, like, props and stuff, it was still pretty decent. Like, yeah. All of it was well done. It's just... It was a bad movie, but it wasn't... I don't know. It was bad, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some redeeming qualities in yeah. this movie. It just, everything relating to the script and the directing was, like, actually awful. 
I think watching it five times also maybe had an impact on how maybe. what we thought of the movie. Maybe just a little bit. But like only a small impact, not yeah. a big one. No, I don't understand. I don't see why it would create like such no, a big impact. I don't you know? think nine hours straight of The Greatest Showman had any real effect no, on us. What do you mean? I think we're definitely sane and we are totally normal and fine and we yeah. love this movie. I love this movie. It's my favorite and movie. Such a normal insane amount. I want to talk to Hugh Jackman about this movie. I wonder if he's blocked this out from his memory. I wonder if he... Re- I don't think he regrets doing it. I think he probably enjoyed doing it. Yeah. I think as long as he gets to sing his little song, he'll be happy. He'll be happy. Either way. I wish he did more characterization with his character. Did Have you seen the video of them doing this... Not the Sits Pro, but like when they were like going through all the songs and they were singing them. Remember how I told you Jeremy Jordan was originally supposed to be in this movie? Yes, and it would have been so much better It would have been so was. much better, first of all. He was originally supposed to be in this movie, or was considered for it. Actually, I don't know all the details, but basically Hugh Jackman had just had like a surgery on his nose, and so he wasn't supposed to sing because it would break the stitches on his nose. And so when they were doing this, I'm just going to call it their like sits probe or whatever, because I don't know the name of it. When they did it, he wasn't supposed to sing. Jeremy Jordan was supposed to sing for him, like so he didn't mess up his nose. And then Hugh Jackman just did anyways. He said, no, actually, I'm going to just sing. Is that why he sounded so nasally throughout this whole movie? Maybe. Whoa. We've cracked the case. Breakthrough. But yeah, so Jeremy, I don't know if Jeremy Jordan was supposed to be Zac Efron's character. I assume so, because he seems too young to be the circus man himself. Yeah, I feel like he'd be more... Mm. I'm also just biased because I like Jeremy Jordan more. I was going to say he be more charming but also i think zach efron is a charming actor depending on the role he's playing i think zach efron was a good option for this because it got a lot of views yes. like i think he was like used as a cash grab mm-hmm. truthfully him no and, he definitely was him zendaya and hugh jackman were all like because zach efron and zendaya just got out of their like disney channel careers so this was like kind of a breakthrough for zendaya at least i believe yes it was i want to see jeremy jordan in this now I think there's clips of him online singing it. I'm gonna. Oh. <laughs> you gotta go listen to The Greatest Showman. No, I was like, I caught myself. I was gonna say, I'm gonna go back and listen to these now. I, I, you I have can't. to. You have to. I don't want to. It's the law. Who's enforcing this law? Me. And are you gonna do the same? Yep. Mm, sure. I saw it last night when I was scrolling <laughs> through TikTok <laughs> and The Greatest Showman kept appearing. I went, what's going on? <laughs> it's stalking me. It's also important to note, sorry, this just reminded me, we were attentively watching each movie. Yep. One of your roommates who was watching with, with us at one point looked at us and went, you guys haven't been on your phones. You guys have been actively watching this movie. Because uh, I've, I've seen this movie once now with you guys and mm-hmm. I'm already on my phone. Mm-hmm. But you're on your third watch and you haven't been on your phones? And we did that for the last two movies as well. Because it wouldn't have been fair to just be on our phones while watching them because it doesn't count no because then you miss out on so much and it's not the same effect exactly and you we would miss easily be like yeah i watched this movie i didn't actually watch it but you know i can say i did yeah exactly that doesn't count we would have missed dog boy if we were on our phones dog boy was the best character in the movie it was a very very hairy man and that was it i'm really confused because i have this one jot note that says dog boy real video because your roommate was obsessed with your roommate Cameron was obsessed with dog boy and just started looking him up and I'm trying to understand what I meant by real video I remember what it was I think you got up 
like, you, I don't think you're paying attention for this, but Cameron walks over, and he had his laptop open, mm-hmm. and he's showing me a video of the real-life dog boy. There was videos of him? Yes. This was the 1800s. I think, at least, unless it was a different kind of video. Dog boy had a YouTube channel going in the <laughs> 1800s. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. So today I'm at the circus. <laughs> he was vlogging the whole experience, actually. He was the original vlogger. Dog boy, the original vlogger. Uh, he he would give David Dobrik a run for his money. David dog boy. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what I meant by dog boy real video. I think it's that unless I'm completely gaslighting myself into believing that's the case. There was so much that went on during all of this that I don't think that we could remember all of it if we wanted to. No. I feel like half my notes don't make sense. <laughs> no. It's just it's so short. And straight to the point, and I don't understand. There's also, the one other thing I have is, his daughter goes, sensational is your word. They never said it in the movie. (laughs) That upset me so much. And you brought that up every single watch through, too, because she'd say it, and he'd turn to me and go, this makes no sense. sense. He never said it. Maybe he said it once in the beginning of the movie, and that was it. That was it. Mm -hmm. So it's so... I hated him. And his daughter's. Do you two like any of the family? No. <laughs> I like Charity. Okay. Crazy name, but, but she had a good song. Yeah. Oh, the whole movie. <laughs> Sorry. The sad ballad. Hey, this song's my this favorite. This song's my favorite. Wow, this is so, so good. <laughs> but also, I feel like that's just like what we were talking about earlier. I just love sad little ballads so you do. much. You do. What's your favorite sad little ballad? In general? Or from this movie? Well, I know what it is from the movie. In general? Sure. Ooh. Are we talking, like, musical theater or just... Hey, any song. Oh, my God. Mine's the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Mm, That one goes... It's really... It's heartbreaking. Because the Itsy Bitsy Spider went up that water spout. And And down (laughs) came the rain. And it washed the spider out. And, yeah, sure, the sun came out. But still, this poor spider has been... (laughs) We've lost it. But the Itsy Bitsy Spider will come back another day. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite sad ballad. For real. I'll have to come back to you on this answer because I, I, I don't, I can't not tell you off the top of my head. There's too many. I This movie broke me. I like, think I'm lesser of a person now. No, for sure. Like, I lost a piece of myself yesterday. I'm going to just assume P.T. Barnum's personality now and I'm going to become a horrible person. I hope Wow. You know. That's crazy. Are you so? I feel like I have to stop this. I feel like I have to intervene <laughs> if I see you start to become anything like this man. I'm gonna progressively become more and more like him each day you see me now. You and get a top hat. I was gonna say the first thing is I'm gonna get a top hat and then I'm gonna start speaking like him. Yep. And then I'm going to buy a circus tent mm-hmm. and then I am going to start. I don't wanna say it. No, say it. <laughs> No, say it. Because <laughs> no. I have no idea what you're about to say. And then I'm going to go stalk the halls of Laurier to mm-hmm. exploit people. Crazy. To join my circus. Uh-huh. And then we're going to put on a circus for a performance next year. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's going to become a little club. I'm going to shut this down. I'm... I don't think you can. Watch me. I don't think you have the authority to shut this down. I'll try my best. <laughs> if it takes me physically, like, 
stopping this, like burning your <laughs> tent down, I will. I will sue you for that. I'd like to see you try. Are we because going the people to are going to thank me. Are we going to trial over this? Yeah. Because which one of us is going to law school, Mary? Or hoping, or maybe going to. Hey, I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know, Mads. Which, which one is it? Because I'm the one who has a circus career planned out, <laughs> and I don't know about you. So, I have my life planned out of me. I'm going to be good in the circus. This is the only thing I've ever wanted in my life. I've already life. got a circus. In your head. In my head. But, you know, <laughs> a circus nonetheless. My circus is going to be better than yours. We've lost it. We definitely have. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry <laughs> if you're listening to this. If you're here still, that's crazy. But, hey, thanks. Because I was going to say, this is us rambling back and forth now to each other. But, hey, I've got a circus ticket reserved for you. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode is just going to be you at your circus there's just distant circus noise in the background <laughs> you switch between voices did you like the bear <laughs> the other ones the bear the, the other, other ones, ones. <laughs> the bear's the most important one the bear's the best part but there was no bear in this movie which makes me upset there was lions there were lions and tigers and bears oh my don't lie there was no bears <laughs> don't lie to me don't get my hopes up I'm going to remake The Greatest Showman to a better plot because I think I could make this movie. I would make this into a very depressing dystopian movie. What? No more context is needed. Like, what are you... Hunger Games dystopian movie? Yep. Oh, I'm excited. Yep. Oh, I want to see this. Please and thank you. <laughs> this is my life passion project now. Circus and dystopian circus film. Yep. I cannot My wait. life's work is going to go into this now i can't wait to see it i'm glad because it's going to become a blockbuster hit and my name will be everywhere along with pt barnum but i will assume his identity so it's okay wow i'm so scared (laughs) i'm gonna like call someone and i'm gonna hire a private investigator not to find things out about you but just to watch you and make sure you're not (laughs) like planning a circus yeah (laughs) I feel like I just like saying things sometimes that are really dramatic. No, it is my favorite. Yeah. It's really fun. And then it, people are like, what? Are you serious yeah. right now? No, no, no. It's a little joke. It's a little joke. No, I, I swear promise, it's funny. I promise, Lassie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it. And then no one else thinks it's funny, but we're over here killing we're ourselves. Both, like, we're over here like giggling and like kicking our feet. Like, this <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> and everyone goes, they're crazy. Well, I was also going to say, this just reminded me, but at the end of the movie, too, when he's at the bar, (laughs) (laughs) and I forget the character's name. Charlie. Charlie walks onto the bar, and we're like, hey, hey, sir, 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 no, she's on the bar. bar. No, sir, oh, oh, you can't sit there. Oh, that's a top hat, Because then he sits on a hat (laughs) every single watch. Without fail, you go, sir, sir, you can't, oh, sir, that's a hat. That's a hat. Oh, sir, that's a hat. We tried to try it. We tried to tell him. We tried to tell him and he just wouldn't listen. And I think that was kind of rude of him, actually. No, it was. We definitely lost it on that last one. We really did. Part of me, I will never get back again. Part of me is with the circus. I want to know your favorite songs now. If you could rank them now. Because I know you did ranking for each. I'll rank my... I'll just rank my top three. Because there's too many and I don't remember all of them. Okay. My top three were going from bottom... To like best. Okay. Come Alive, The Greatest Show, and The Bar Song. Okay. The Bar Song scratches a part of my brain. And maybe it's just because it's Zach Efron singing. Mm-hmm. 
but it's so good. It's also just the way they incorporate the props into mm. the actual sound. It's so good. That was the pivot, like the turning point for me in each watch. If I was like tired of doing this or if I was like nonverbal, Zach this Afron song is what changed his me. Mouth and sang this beautiful song. <laughs> and you went, yes. Yes. Thank you, Zach Afron. Thank, thank you, Troy Bolton. <laughs> He's a little crazy now. He's looking a little strange now, but I still love him nonetheless. Well, I mean, he has a movie coming out soon. Is he really? Yeah, he has a, I think it's an A24 film, actually. Zac Efron in an A24 yep. film? I 100% could be lying when I say this, because I've only no. saw a trailer once. I think I know what you're talking about. Because someone else is in this movie. Yes. Mm. Is it boxing? It is boxing. Yes. I'm trying to remember who's the other person in this, though. It's um Jeremy Allen White. Uh, yeah. there we go. From The Bear. The Bear. The Bear in My Circus. Is the bear in your circus just Jeremy Allen White in a tutu? In a bear costume, in a tutu. Okay, that's yeah, fair. yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah. <laughs> Got any closing notes? Yeah. We have to sit here and talk about this for the next five hours now. <laughs> <laughs> An hour for each movie. What if I stop talking to you? It's just me talking. And what if I cut off our friendship? I block you on everything. <laughs> Because of The Greatest Showman? Because of The Greatest Showman. Oh, man. That'd be really heartbreaking. But, you know, if I'm supposed to be following my dreams of creating my circus, I, I don't think we have a choice otherwise. Works for me. Hey. So, I mean, so this is going to be our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> we say that every time. This is um, our last episode possible. We're not friends anymore. We're not friends anymore. We're each running our own circus. We're going to be uh, business competitors now. Yeah. So this, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Sorry, Mads. That's all right. This is our last episode for a little bit, though, because winter break. It is. Shout out to how last episode we said, okay, see you in two weeks. And then we went, oh, that's actually actually the winter (laughs) break. So, yeah, we were like, let's do one more before the break. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go on the break. And then you'll see us after that. Yeah. So we'll have something good and ready and planned for you after the break. But in the meantime, happy holidays. Have a good exam season. And this is the greatest show. Happy holidays!